I'm David Manilow, and welcome to The Dining Table. On the table today, what's it like coming from out of town and opening up a restaurant in Chicago? Well, on the show today, I got a really interesting perspective on the Chicago restaurant scene from Southerners Brandon and Catherine Rushing. They're the chef owners of the upcoming Briny Swine Barbecue in Lincoln Park. I talked to them about their bumpy ride from their home on a tiny South Carolina island without even a traffic light. It was over the summer, and at that time, they'd been working on the barbecue joint for a couple of years, and they thought they were going to open about six months ago. Now they hope to open in March. We talked about the joy, excitement, and problems of opening up a new place in Chicago. We talked barbecue and oysters, and they're clearly big fans of our city. They also offered up a new slogan for the Chicago culinary scene. Obviously, y'all know food. Um, You know, I mean, you can't run crap past you guys. (laughs) We really want to cut our teeth up there. That's all coming up next on The Dining Table. Joining me now is Catherine and Brandon Rushing from Briny Swine Smokehouse, upcoming spot in uh, Lincoln Park. Welcome. Thanks for having us. Absolutely. Okay, so you own a couple of restaurants in Edisto, South Carolina, which is about 45 minutes by car <laughs> from Charleston. And as you told me later, 25 minutes by boat, yep. which we don't understand quite here in Chicago, but that's awesome. And you're, you're serving oysters and pig and other kind of low country cuisine. And you're bringing the concept to Chicago. How cool is that? Tell me about it. We are. We're really excited to be, be heading up there. Um, you know, we, we've been working on this project for the last couple of years, kind of trying to figure out where we were going to expand. And, uh, you know, we really fell in love with the city of Chicago. You guys have unbelievably amazing food and a, and a great F&B culture. And there's some really great people as well. Uh, and so, you know, we kind of decided to, uh, you know, bridge out from um, South Carolina and, and come up to Chicago and you know, we didn't see any whole hog barbecue, really South Carolina style barbecue up there. And, you know, we think we do a, a pretty good job with it down here. And we hope that, you know, we are, we're going to bring it up there and let people kind of you know, enjoy it up there that may not be able to ever make it down here to enjoy it. It's, it's kind of the plan. I love that. And so, you know, I was going to ask you why Chicago, but you kind of answered it. But was there some, some kind of like aha moment that made you decide to come to Chicago? I've always been a big fan of, of the restaurants and stuff out of Chicago. I mean, I went to culinary school in Portland, Oregon. Uh, moved out to Charleston to do my internship. Um, one of my chef and mentors um, down here had some connections back up uh, into Chicago and always wanted to go. And one of our old um, employees that we worked with um, in Charleston ended up moving back up there and started working for the Lettuce Group. And we went up there to, to visit him and, and just really fell in love with the city and um, you know, wanted to you know, kind of be able to continue to keep going back and find a reason to do that. So we figured if we put a, a good restaurant up there, we could you know, keep, keep coming. I like it. So, Catherine, Tell me a little bit about Briny Swine and tell me about what you're serving and the culture and the things like that. So we really try to focus heavily on the local fresh cuisine that we get in. Um, being on an island, we think it's just blasphemy if we don't utilize the fresh produce that we have literally surrounding us on every side. So we make a point of just highlighting fresh, local, sustainable seafood. Um, the hogs that we get, we get our whole hogs from Wadmala, which is an island about an hour and a half from here. Um, our shrimp literally come from next door. We get our oysters delivered to us by a boat. Their, their farm is about 10 minutes across the sound from us. Like We're just extremely lucky to have the type of resources we have so close to us. And that was just something that we wanted to highlight and showcase down here, but we also thought it would be something that 
would hopefully translate really well in the Chicago area. Obviously, y'all know food. Um, you know, I mean, there's you can't run crap past you guys. <laughs> and and we really want to cut our teeth up there and see if you guys like, you know, East Coast shrimp and our oysters and our pigs and you know, our collards just as much as we do. I, I think you just have a new logo for like Chicago. You you can't run crap past us. <laughs> yeah. that's, that's, they will call you out that's, on uh, it <laughs> that's uh, that's so funny and you know it's funny I, I i've never been to edisto but i've been to sullivan's island which i know is not quite close to you i went to the obstinate daughter there i've been to tybee island which is in georgia right tybee's similar to um how edisto is there's a, a great quote that sullivan's island is your uh judgmental aunt and edisto's your hippie cousin <laughs> <laughs> I like it. All right. Yeah. I, we ate some crawfish and because uh, my teenage kid just loves crawfish. So we were like on search for where you would find crawfish around there. So when you came to Chicago, you ended up finding a spot on um, Clark right off of Wrightwood. So it's about 2,600, that exact address. It had been a lot of things. It was a Blockbuster's video back in the day, right? It was a Vapiano's, which is an Italian, like international Italian chain. And then it was a Hopcat Brewery. It became a uh, Halloween pop-up store. And it's a large space, right? I mean, which is a little bit different from you guys. Yes. Are you finding this daunting, exciting, a little bit of both? What, what's what's your feeling on that? I would say a little bit of both, for sure. I mean, I think it, it's, a huge, it's a huge space, um, which has really allowed us to kind of evolve the concept that we wanted to bring. Um, you know, with barbecue in general, it's always kind of been a gathering for people and, and, and kind of a celebration, whole hogs and stuff. You know, we always have big parties for that kind of thing. And, and you know, the space is going to allow us to be able to do some of that stuff. Uh, you know, being able to have space to keep our smokers was a big one. It's kind of how we ended up with such a huge space uh, to begin with. But it's, it's definitely been a challenge for sure. I mean, just, you know, being able to build out a restaurant from South Carolina to Chicago is, is tough enough as it is. And then to have one that's, you know, almost 10,000 square feet is, is a beast in itself as well. Right. You know, it's interesting because, you know, in, uh, preparing to do this interview and I'm kind of saying, um, are they sure what they're getting into? Because you're living in South Carolina, you know, you're not the first guys who are like behind schedule. Right. I mean, you yeah. can live down the street from your restaurant in town here. So has it been smooth sailing, bumpy waters. I'm, I'm interested in knowing from folks who are kind of coming from out of town, what their experience is, is trying to get something done in town. We've had to learn a lot real fast. You know, I, <laughs> yeah, I was literally going to say every day is a learning process. And, you know, I, I think I take the defeats a little bit more personally than Brandon does. This is something that we've dreamed of for so long, but I tend to take the hits a little harder. And it's for me, the the big involvement has been having to realize that like mistakes are going to happen and we can't let that kill us or slow us down. Because even with every misstep, we're learning, you know, from those mistakes and holding on to this information and, and for the love of God, we better not make those mistakes again. You know, like we're allowed to do them once. Um, but it's, it's, you know, it's a challenge, but it's something that we thought long and hard about. We've got a seven-year-old and, you know, she doesn't get to come up a lot with us when we're traveling back and forth. And we know the sacrifices that we're having to make to do it. But for us, 
I, it was really important to do this and 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 give it our all because you know aside from just wanting to really share with others what we enjoy doing you know we we want to be able to give our daughter uh, you know a, a different aspect of life that she won't be able to have living on an island that doesn't even have a traffic light you know when we get to go to chicago she gets it's 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 the whole other end of the spectrum from what we you know normally live so god willing it works and, and we're wildly successful or at least successful enough to keep the doors open because we just love being able to share the experience of chicago with mariella Wow, that's awesome. And is, has she seen snow yet? Has she been oh, yeah. up to the... Yes, we always... <laughs> Brandon's a snowboarder. Um, ah. Um, so we always... We chase snow in the winter whenever we had the opportunity. Um, so Mariella has been around it, but she, she, she is nuts for Chicago. Like, it's just her favorite place. She pitches a fit when we leave, and it's not because she misses us. Wow. <laughs> she just loves the 7-Eleven <laughs> across from us. <laughs> Brandon, not, not too many mountains out here to snowboard, just so no, you know. No, just no, no. Uh, I don't want to misrepresent what we... It's a fabulous city. And by the way, so I grew up four blocks away from you. Oh, nice. Oh, that's awesome. So I know that neighborhood. I've seen a change. My mom still lives there. She moved in in 1960, okay? So she's 90. Um, but I know that neighborhood really, really well. It's a very lively neighborhood. Yeah. Right. There's just a huge amount of foot traffic. Um, and, and, you know, and, and, and what you're trying to do, I think, is make it kind of casual, young and fun and interactive. Is that fair? Yeah. Yeah. Not stuffy by any means, but yeah, a nice neighborhood spot is kind of what we wanted to do. Your purveyors are going to send some of the oysters or whatever you're going to get from the place. You're going to spend, if I have this right, you're going to spend some time here, but not move here completely. At least that's not the plan now, right? So you're going to go back and forth. Is that fair to say? Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. The idea is um, we've, we've got a condo now. We're about 10 minutes from the space. Um, you know, that's always the idea is just to kind of split time. And, you know, we're really fortunate with how our restaurants are down here. Um you know, summer's obviously super busy for us because we're a seasonal town. But, um, you know, we've got the people in place to where we can really shift all the focus we need to on Chicago um, and, you know, be able to have Mariella up there with us and she'll be out of school. But, yeah, the idea is about to be 50-50, 60-40. And um, do you know when you're going to open? No. <laughs> <laughs> That's the question ah! of the hour right now. Do you know when we're opening? Can you tell me? I, I cannot. I, 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 it's like, and, and so let me ask you a question. So as far as like the things that cause delays in openings, you know, I was just talking to a friend of mine who's opening a steakhouse and he's in the business and he's been owned a successful restaurant. He was just telling me, oh my God, I don't know what your situation with permits, et cetera. You know, you get the whole city infrastructure that, that you're, that is a lot different than a, place with no traffic lights yeah. or, no traffic light or whatever you know it's a just it's just a different it's a different whole thing i guess my question is what causes problems and what advice would you have for other folks that are like you that would want to move to chicago to open a spot i would say anticipate delays on permits <laughs> yes do, do your research uh for sure and we we uh you know, we came into it, you know, we've opened three restaurants before. We worked for a big group before that that has opened multiple restaurants. We've been involved in a lot of restaurant openings before we did this. And, um, you know, I guess you don't really know what you don't know until you realize you don't know it. <laughs> you know? Deep thoughts, Brandon, deep thoughts. 
we never things that we didn't take into consideration. It was you know one of the biggest setbacks that we had is you know the kind of smokers that we use are, are stick burning smokers are called Langs out of Georgia. They're fantastic smokers. Um, I'm not sure that there's any other restaurants in the city that that have ever put these inside of a restaurant before. All of ours, we build outdoor smokehouses down here. Obviously, in um, Chicago, it's a little bit cold uh, and a little bit uh, densely populated to be doing that. <laughs> so, you know, being able to figure out where those were going to go and and kind of the engineering that needed to go behind that was one of the setbacks that we had. Yeah, and then you'll get to the whole thing once you get close of staffing and all that business. And so obviously, and, yeah. and, and because you're not here permanently, you're going to have to have, you're going to have to have a GM or a manager that really is all in and then you have complete rest on. Yeah. Yeah. Our GM that's actually going to be running the place for us was our, one of our AGMs at our restaurant group that we were at in Charleston. Um, and actually lives up there now and it's come on and is, it's, is from the neighborhood. He, he lives in Lakeview, knows the area really well. And uh, so we're really excited to have him on board for sure. Well, I think it's uh, I think it's fascinating. I, uh, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of, of, of the type of cuisine you're serving. And I, I, I'm a big oyster and low country and barbecue and certainly all things pork. So uh, I look forward to look forward to meeting you in person. I look forward to stopping in. Maybe I'll bring mom over. We'll yeah, see, we'll see how great. that works out. Yes, please. Yeah, call her now. See if anyone's there doing work, <laughs> please. Well, uh, I'm not sure you want to put her to work, but uh, you know, I, I will. I'll have her do a, a flyby. She can be our foreman. <laughs> Brandon and Catherine rushing of Granny Swine opening on a to be determined date, and uh, we wish you well and welcome to town. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. We're really excited. That's our show this week. I'd like to thank Catherine and Brandon Rushing of the upcoming Briny Swine Barbecue in Lincoln Park and the ever-optimistic Todd Manley from Crane's Audio Studio. You can follow me on Instagram at Eat Drink Dave, and I hope to see you around the table again next week.